Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the craziest shit to happen in running this week. This week's stories include hot times at the Vermont 100, new unsupported records on the Wonderland Trail, and a lesson in running versus walking economy from Killian. The Vermont 100 may go down as one of the toughest hundreds to finish in all of 2019. Record heat and humidity with some reports of the heat index reaching 106 degrees Fahrenheit made for one of the lowest finishing rates they've seen there, somewhere in the 40% range. That didn't stop eventual race winner Jediminus Grinius of Lithuania, a perpetual competitor on the UTWT scene, from taking the win in 16 hours, 1 minute, 49 seconds with a whopping 1 hour, 36 minute win margin. For the ladies, Christine Mosley was your winner in 20 hours, 8 minutes, 57 seconds, placing 7th overall. Jediminius, bolstered by his stellar 1543 performance at Western States last month, is currently about a half hour ahead of Ian Sharman's Grand Slam record through two events. Speaking of the Grand Slam, which consists of four of the country's oldest hundreds held each summer, you can now run four of five hundreds, including Old Dominion, Western States, Vermont, Leadville, and the required Wasatch 100. Keep an eye out for Walter Hanloser, who is also attempting the Grand Slam in addition to his 50 100 milers in 2019. He got Vermont done. Speaking of slams, it looks like Sean Nakamura is not only attempting the Grand Slam, but also the six series 100 mile races called the Last Great Race, and something called the Great Eight, which is the eight oldest 100 milers in the country. Kudos to you, Sean, because this is actually the first time I'm ever hearing of that slam began with the Old Dominion 100 in May and apparently has only been completed three times, with the most recent being 20 years ago. Wow. Golden Trail Series rolls on. We are quickly moving through the summer. Yikes. And that means already another of the Golden Trail World Series races is over. These short and tough races pack a punch and often feature some great live coverage presented by Solomon. The Dolomiths race was no exception. The shorter 22K race was part of the series and won by David Magnini of Italy, who was just seconds off of Killian's course record, winning in two hours flat. With his win at Marathon du Mont Blanc last month, he's setting himself up well for the series. In second was, get this, apparently a hand-holding tie between Nadir Magui and Elzalu El-Sahuidin. Jesus. A quick memo, guys, let's race to the finish next time, even if it's for second place. For the ladies, Judith Weider of Switzerland won in a dominating new course record of 218. Ruth Croft was a not surprising second, and Maud Mathis was third, just 12 seconds back of Ruth. Yeah, the ladies know how to race it in. There's a bit of a controversy that popped up according to second place finisher Ruth, who posted to her Instagram that there wasn't an elite presentation of the elite women for the VK, and also a bonus for the men's record but not women. What's up? After directly responding back to about 50 comments on Ruth's Instagram post, the Dolomiths organization posted themselves an explanation on their own page, claiming a misunderstanding, but also a bit of a gaffe. For the VK presentation, it appears the women were just not present in order to be recognized. As far as the bonus, they've never done a prize for breaking a course record, but the last minute this year, they apparently did offer some sort of prize, if someone broke two or go, went under the two hour barrier, which would have to be run in addition to the record of two hours, zero minutes, 17 seconds. 
They claim they always give prizes equally to both genders and always have. They claim in the future, if they do offer a bonus for the men's time, they will also have one for the women as well. It looks like we have new unsupported speed records on the Wonderland Trail in Washington. Ian Seabury and Rachel Entrican, who set an unsupported team record last year, Yep, I guess team records are a thing in FKT land? Who knew? What came back to set their respective unsupported times on their own. Ian shaved 34 minutes off the men's time to finish in one day 20 minutes, while Rachel took out Candace Burt's best time by over three and a half hours to finish in one day one hour seven minutes. It looks like the 24-hour unsupported record for both genders is likely to go down in the future. Alaska's Crow Pass Crossing looked like a doozy of an event, I always hear about the massive river crossing 11 miles into the 23-mile super technical race, but seeing some pictures from David Johnston is quite incredible. It looks like the runners have to cross a large exposed river up to their thighs, if not waist, in pretty swift waters. And it looks long. Definitely one to put on the bucket list as far as rugged races go. The infamous Speedgoat 50K took place in Utah with full-on Euro aid stations. Carl Meltzer was serving up prosciutto, amongst other goodies. Taking the win was Michelino Sunseri in five hours, 14 minutes. He's a rather new name to the scene, but did place second at the Broken Arrow 52K in June. Benjamin Stout placed second just six minutes back with Alex Nichols third in 535. For the women, Anime Flynn Pour it up with a win in 6 hours 30 minutes, followed by Taylor Nolan in second and Alexis Krellen in third. It looks like with the high snow, there was some butt sliding going on. Also of note, according to some comments in the I Run Far Weekly article, the top four runners at the Speed Goat in the 25K race cut three miles from the course and were awarded a 30 minute time penalty, but allowed to finish. Here's an example of a race that chooses to assess time penalties versus a flat-out DQ for course mistakes. What's your take out, House Nation? Is this a good move? Or for missing a fifth of the entire course, should they be removed from the race? Maybe the latter. I don't know. While Hard Rock did not happen this past weekend, Ronda Del Sims did a race that is not only tougher than Hard Rock, but also quite possibly its closest relative in terms of terrain and beauty. I ran it several years back and have to again recommend it for anyone who dreams of running Hard Rock but just can't get in. How about 105 miles with over 44,000 feet of climb? This year we saw a stellar run from Sergio Tejero of Spain in 30 hours 21 minutes, which might be pretty damn close to the fastest run of all time out there in Andorra. On the women's side, we did see a new course record of 34 hours 21 minutes. Impressive. The Tahoe Rim Trail 100, which runs along the eastern edge of Lake Tahoe on the Nevada side of things, also took place with Chris Price taking home the convincing win for the men in 1956. For the ladies, shout out to 21-year-old Madison Hart of Gunnison for her big win in 23 hours 18 minutes, the only female to go sub-24 on this year's course. All in all, 156 runners completed the two-lap route. Remember Christian Morgan was going for the FKT attempt on the Appalachian Trail? Innovate athlete and pacer to Carl Saab last year started out July 1st, but we've been a bit busy and have yet to check in with him. Now, 23 days later, how's he doing? Well, according to a post on July 7th on his Instagram, he bailed on the FKT attempt. He seems to maybe have partially blamed his crew? 
where he says, and I quote, my crew have had problems. So not exactly sure what happened out there, but it looks like his attempt was relatively short-lived. With such a thin margin for error, it's not a huge surprise, as it once took Carl Meltzer, multiple attempts to secure the record himself. Run versus walking on steep slopes, which is more efficient? As Killian pointed out on Twitter during the Dolomiths livestream, walking can sometimes be more so. Remember Killian's little moonwalk last year at UTMB? Well, it seems that a strong power hike can, on the right grades, actually pull away from a running pace. Dang. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 155 of Outhouse News. The show would not be possible without the support of our Patreon contributors, who help with the production of this show each and every week. Join the Patreon crew at the link below for as little as $2 per month. Huge shout out to our $50 level supporters, Squirrels Nut Butter, Brian Sands, and the Twisted Fork Ultra out of Park City, as well as our $25 level supporters, Bluebird Running Company, Josh Goldstein, Carrie Savage, Renee Feint, Casey Carter, and Jeff Holbrook. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you next time. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, please leave a comment below. And finally, if you'd like to own this custom pair of Jam Jam's piano sunglasses, complete with a signed certificate of authenticity, check out the link in the description. Happy week.